When you do your Google research and you realize that what you're looking at is only one tiny little part of the story, and anybody who was going to help me is no longer going to help me, you're literally on your own. All because you wanted to seem smart and you wanted to let your emotions drive your mouth. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron mm-hmm. Phillips and Heather Marchant, and we plan on getting real today, folks, so strap in. How's <laughs> no that joke. for an opener? <laughs> we are going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of real estate and well, human beings, and just we're just going to go through it today. Yeah, and what to do when you make a mistake? Like how how do you handle that? When you told me, man, Ron, I think it was the first time you ever presented on real estate, and I was in the room, and you said there's turbulence in every real estate transaction. It's like a flight. You're going to take off, and there will be turbulence, and then you'll land, and it'll be okay. (laughs) Almost guarantee it. Every flight going to have some bumps. Yep. The most important thing is you don't crash. It's okay if the flight's bumpy. And sometimes it's bumpy and scary at the same time because it's that bad. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Knock on wood, since I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, they've always landed. Yeah, we shouldn't even joke about that today. That's bad. (laughs) They've always landed. I did have one. I think I've talked about on the show. I did have a plane that took off. The engine blew up. And then we circled around. Well, I, th- I literally thought I was going to die. Have I talked about that on the podcast? I don't show? think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. How I mean, long like, ago? I sent text to Bobby Joe, letting her know that I loved her. Oh, Th- I literally thought we were going to die. This was several years ago, leaving Memphis. Oh, and my goodness. We went up, up, up. And then we heard, boom, the plane almost immediately turned and like felt like it turned and dove and that's not really what was happening come to find out really the pilot was just turning around very very quickly and so it it felt like we were dropping and somebody on the other side of the plane said the engine just blew up and yeah i was like okay this is it we're we're going down oh man it was crazy so but everything on the plane worked as it should hmm Right when an engine catches fire like that, there's suppression systems inside there that make it so that it it goes out so that it doesn't burn the wing off or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That happened, right? The pilot knew exactly what to do. Turned the plane around immediately, you know. And apparently, I didn't know this, but you can fly for a long time with only one engine. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had- learned a lot. On that I had flight. a friend in Australia that they he flew planes with no engines. I can't think of what it's called, like glider, a glider plane glider. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I guess if you if you know what you're doing, then uh, well, and you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, true. Um, and we weren't in a glider. I don't think <laughs> these work like that. None of that was planned for the show. But point is, sometimes it's worse than other times, mm-hmm. and it legitimately is, guys. Even with all of the stuff that we have in place as a company and the two decades of experience all of us have at running these transactions, sometimes crap just happens. Yep. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I have, I mean, just this week, a client lost their job 
and they're ready to close on a property called and was like, Oh, what am I going to do? I'm like, take a breath. Like talk to me about what your options are. Talk to me about what you're doing, you know, finding a new job. And I mean, it's probably going to work out just fine. But he, I mean, he, of course he had his moment of like, this is certain death. (laughs) Yeah. And then on the other side of that, we have had clients recently who've had some turbulence, light turbulence, not losing job turbulence, but just, Mm -hmm. you know, some stuff didn't happen. And some of it uh, we have to take responsibility for, you know, some of it just didn't go well because of a lack of communication on our part, which doesn't happen very frequently, but occasionally it does. Yep. This particular one, it did. You know, when the property closed, it had a seller's lease in place because there wasn't a tenant. And then they didn't get a payment from the seller on time or what everybody thought was on time. And nobody told them that the seller's leases get paid at the end of the month because, of course, if you find a tenant, you would want to be able to prorate it, right? Yep. And so... Would, well, that all makes sense. It would have made sense to them too, but just nobody told them that. Well, it's in the document mm-hmm. they signed, but they didn't notice true. it. But That's yes, true. Well, no one but didn't expressly. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the spirit of getting real, we screwed that up. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you do in a moment like that when something's not going right? I mean, you got all kinds of options. The option that say- these people took was not the appropriate one. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yep. I would say a lot of people, a lot of people just bury their head in the sand and like don't want to deal with it when something goes wrong. I've seen that in a trend with a lot of clients. And then you have the other that's like the sky is falling and then you have somewhere in between. (laughs) I mean, in real estate for sure, but just in life in general, you're going to get thrown curveballs. And so the, the question is, how do we respond to these things? And so we're going to try to explain to you how to not respond with examples. And we're also going to hopefully help you understand how to respond using Mm -hmm. examples, right? When things aren't going well, and there are people who are trying to help, probably the worst thing you can do is assume everyone is trying to screw you over. Oh, can I get like, amen. Yes. The sky is falling to me is that like they have it out for me or bait and switch. I got that in an email this week. Like, I feel like there's a bait and switch here or assuming the worst. Yeah. yeah. How about let's just call, get some information, mm-hmm. remain calm, right? And then deal with it in an appropriate way. And the appropriate way is a level-headed way. Even when something's really wrong, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense if you actually step back for a second and think it through to act like a complete jerk. Mm -hmm. All that does is that the people who would help you now feel like not helping you anymore. 100%. If I get reamed by a client for something that didn't go right, I think they think on their side of things that I'm going to jump into action. And now I'm going to really help them out. Where from my perspective, being treated that way, I actually withdraw. And I get I, I get nervous to help because what if I make another mistake? Then I'm I'm more apprehensive <laughs> to help. Yeah, and you <laughs> should leave leave the word lawsuit yes out of your mouth mm-hmm. or your iPhone or anything else until it's a last resort. Because let me explain to you what happens from a company's perspective. The minute you say lawsuit, we're done. Yep. Or attorney. Like I'm gonna call I'm my done. attorney. Yeah. I'm not going to correspond with you anymore. It's over. 
You're getting no more help from me. Yep. That is yep. our policy internally. You're speaking a policy that we've told everyone in the company. If this happens, yep. this is the policy. This is the policy <laughs> everybody needs to know. And then we're done. Yep. That you're going to get no more help from us. Yeah. So use that one last. It should be the last resort. It should be the last resort anyway, because everybody knows you're saying attorney and you don't even really mean it. Because typically the amount of money that you're saying attorney over, you're going to blow through that 10 times over getting an attorney. Mm-hmm. It's usually so minuscule. Everybody knows. But I internally, we have to just go, okay, cool. Then we're done. No yeah. more communication with you. You yep. can speak to our attorney. Um, and we have one. So you yeah. can go get one, but we already have one. So it's likely not going to go well. I guess we'll just both spend a whole bunch of money. It seems like a really stupid thing, but some people do that. So there's the extreme worst case scenario. Typically, though, what happens, and I've seen this at the Delta line in the airport, I've seen this just all over the place, is that when something doesn't go someone's way, they just turn into a complete and utter jerk. Yeah. And they look like a moron. To everyone else, I promise you, when you do that, you look like a complete moron to everyone around you. I've never had more respect for someone for when they're yelling at someone. Like, it's never made me be like, oh, wow, that guy really, or girl, really knows what they want. Or like, never. I'm always like, oh, man, that poor person is getting yelled at. Like, (laughs) In every single instance, especially at the airline counter, you are not going to get what you want. Those people, I'm just, I've been in line behind them when the person gets the crappy hotel. And I mean... They didn't even have to give them a hotel because it was a weather thing, right? They're trying to be kind. The company's being kind. And then the next two people behind them get sent to the Marriott because (laughs) they were a jerk. Yeah. They have all of the different kinds of hotel vouchers. You're the jerk. You're getting the Radisson. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Still going to get a hotel, but you're going to get the Radisson. Yes. So. I totally agree. I being kind and saying, I get it. People make mistakes, like assuming the best in people, assuming that people really don't have bad intentions. All of those things are really a mindset thing. And for me, it's not really a, anything I have to say. It's just the mindset. And then you just talk differently. And there's another internal company policy. And I would suggest if you're a business owner out there that you adopt this company policy, I love it personally. But, and I guess it's twofold. When someone calls in and screams at anyone Mm. on our team, they're automatically placed on the do not do business with list. Yep. We're done communicating with you because you obviously don't know how to communicate. And you're probably going to get a call from me escorting you off of our roles as a client. And usually not a very kind one because I don't appreciate it when people lambaste my team members. And there's one other thing that we do. I usually, those calls are all recorded. So I usually listen to the call and I pull out anything in there that we could learn from because there's always some truth in the diatribe. But most of it is just a bunch of a person being a jerk. And so internally, we learn from those things. We really do. Yeah. But we're not going to help you anymore. I mean, you're not going to get any help anymore. You're going to get the Radisson from us. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, you're probably not even going to get the Radisson. And you're not going to get the Radisson from anyone else that we would refer you to either. Right. Yeah. 
If you call up and scream at one of the property managers and then you call us and ask us for another referral, you're probably not going to get one. Why would we refer you to another property management company so that you could scream at them? And I love when I'm able to tell property managers that we don't condone the way that they were treated. I mean, they're usually pretty surprised and that Mm -hmm. we will back them up and tell clients, you don't talk to your property manager that way. Like they're practically a business partner. (laughs) Can you treat them kindly? They have a family. They have, you know, maybe health problems or challenges in their life. Like they are humans. And so we back our property managers up. And that that has blown several property managers away that we would never allow our clients to talk to property managers that way. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have problems. And that doesn't mean that we don't have problems internally that we don't that we don't need to fix. We do. Mm -hmm. Just nobody deserved to be yelled at like that. In addition to that, you don't really know what's going on in other people's lives. So since you don't, it's probably best that you don't scream at people before you know that, you know, for the last many weeks, they've been in the hospital with a sick person from their family, right? You have no idea what's happening in people's lives. So just, it's really best to just be kind. And you'll get a lot more uh, if you are kind. The other thing that we learned through all of this is that when we make mistakes, we learn from those mistakes. Mm -hmm. I think that some people, when they're new and they feel like they have been wronged, and even if they don't, sometimes people in the real estate world, they do a little bit of research and they think they're smarter than everybody else. Yes. Which is also a remarkable thing. Now, the internet is an amazing tool, but it's just that it's a tool and it does not alleviate the need for a couple of decades of experience to be a professional. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're buying your first property, (laughs) I'm so looking forward to the way you phrase this right now. When you're buying your first property and you do a little bit of research and you call up a property management company and tell them that they don't know what the hell they're doing because you just, (laughs) you just did some Googling Googling about (laughs) section eight or, you know, pick your poison. And that you should really know your business better, et cetera. Yeah. Especially in a really condescending way. Typically, you're just going to end up looking like a moron. Yes. I would just suggest you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You can ask questions. You can yes. say, hey, I found this on Google. Yes. Yes. What do you guys think about that? And then they're probably going to go, well, yeah, I mean, that's true and also not true. Yeah. And in our market, right? Like you, that's the thing we've talked about this so many times. Real estate is local. You cannot research on Google and understand what's happening in Oklahoma city versus Birmingham, Alabama versus Atlanta, Georgia with section eight. In fact, I have brought this up with one of our team members this morning. I haven't told you about this, Ron, but there was a, I listened to a call and it said, you know, section eight is basically guaranteed. You'll get paid by the government. And that's so great. And I said, Well, in Birmingham right now, Section 8, they laid off a ton of people. And they're behind three, four, five months on getting people payments. Tenants are living. Yeah, it's legit. It's guaranteed. Sometime. (laughs) Sometime. Well, I guess whenever they hire the people (laughs) back to be able to pay you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And not only that, but they're guaranteed to pay you whatever the hell they want to pay you. This yes. is the thing that I've done. I'm, I'm, and I'm just going to go back to this time in history that forever will live in infamy. Dun, dun, dun. Kansas City, circa 2006, I think. 
I could be wrong by a year, give or take a year. Kansas someone's going to Google this. it, Ron, and tell you you're wrong. So <laughs> you're you're wrong. You're peddling false information. <laughs> okay, so somewhere around there, give or take a year ish, heavy on the ish, in Kansas City, there was this point system. Somebody in somebody listening that was in Kansas City, and they're like, "Yeah, I remember the point system. It was awesome." The point system basically said Section Eight had this ridiculous amount of rent that they claimed was market rent. It was astronomically higher than market rent. But in order to get the high number, you had to point out a house. In other words, you had to put things in there that made a house nicer, which on the surface seemed like a great thing. If you can make the houses nicer for the people living in Section 8 instead of them living in squalor, all I'm all for that. The problem is when you get however many points for a ceiling fan, it doesn't say that it has to be a Hampton Bay ceiling fan. It just says it has to be a ceiling fan. And so people would go buy crates of ceiling fans and all the little things to point out a house. And then the house was still the same house. It just Mm -hmm. had all these little things that were super cheap to buy. And then they got outrageous amounts of rent. Mm. What did now, because people don't think through things, and they didn't think through the ramifications of this, what happened is people were paying astronomical prices for hood houses, war zone houses, because they could point them out and they could get this ridiculous rent. And so they were paying over market prices for these houses and they were increasing the amount that the properties were worth when they really weren't worth that, which... I'm not going to go on a, on a whole diatribe about this, but guys understand that when you do that in an area that's low income, you've screwed anybody who wanted to buy a house there to live in because of this stupid point system. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember the year exactly. You guys can Google it and tell me. <laughs> They'll email me. It was this day, Ron. I remember because I had a whole bunch of these properties too. Anyway, I knew some people who had these properties. They were building brand new construction houses down there. That's how good the rent was. You could actually build brand new and cash flow like crazy. And just like that, over, done. Government came in and said, hey, we're not doing the point system anymore. We've revised it. Here's the new market rent. And guess what the new market rent was? Actual market rent. rent. (laughs) Actual market rent. And all these people who had bought all these properties on this ridiculous rent, same as Airbnb. Yeah. Same thing. The only difference is Airbnb is market-driven, and Section 8 is not market-driven. The government can do whatever they want, whenever they want, to whomever they want, and you just are going to suck it up buttercup. Yep. So a bunch of people lost their properties because they no longer cash flowed, and they couldn't afford to keep them, and they couldn't market rent them. And so go back to this example we're talking about, Heather. Well, the website can say they'll pay whatever, $16.95 for a five-bedroom house. It doesn't mean they're going to pay $16.95 for a five-bedroom house. Maybe they only pay that in the suburbs. Yep. And maybe where you bought your house, they're going to pay you $1,100. Well, they can say that. There's nothing you can do about it. Not one thing you can do about it. Yes. You can say, I want want that much money. (laughs) I mean, that's about it. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me. They'll be like, I have mm, sixteen hundred. Um, no. <laughs> yes. No. So game over. 
when you do your Google research and you realize, or or better yet, when you do your Zillow research and you realize that what you're looking at is only one tiny little part of the story, then when you go back and you try to realize, oh crap, well, I was wrong. And the person who was telling me that I could do this over here really can't do it. And I just screwed everything up. I burnt every bridge I had. Anybody who was going to help me is no longer going to help me. You're literally on your own. Mm -hmm. All because you wanted to seem smart and you wanted to let your emotions drive your mouth, which is an unfortunate thing to let happen. And assuming the worst, assuming that someone doesn't know their job, assuming you know that we didn't refer to a good property manager, right? That the... <laughs> That because you read something online, it means your property manager sucks. And basically telling them that, you know, it's uh, lots of assumptions in yep. there. So, yep. but like you said, Ron, yeah. we learned from it. We're putting a couple of new systems in, our, in place. We are, you know, going to do better on, on our team and internally. We're actually, I have it on all of our agendas to discuss on Monday in our meetings and to go through and pick apart what happened and how to prevent it from happening again. Yeah. And if you're a business owner out there, that's exactly what you should do. Or if you're a parent out there, that's exactly what you should do. Mm -hmm. There's little nuggets of truth in everything, in spite of the fact that you don't like it. You don't like to hear it. Yes. Because I've been sitting in, in the leadership position in this company for, I don't know, three years or something. And our core value of loyalty has meant a lot more to me in a leadership position than it did. I mean, I, I liked it before, but we protect our own is part of that. And never in this conversation did we ever berate the person who probably could have done a better job. We said, yeah, let's discuss. Let's see how we can do better. But there was never a hard and heavy, you know, you're going to get fired if or any of that stuff, which is I think reflects our core values. That's just not who we are. So we protect yep. our own, including um, people like our clients, people we refer people to. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is just not scream at us. Yeah. Be our it's own. It's pretty simple, really. <laughs> if, if you don't scream at us, we'll help you until the day we die. We'll help you. Yep. But yeah, once you scream at us, we're kind of done. Because I, I don't need your business that bad. Frankly, yes, frankly. yes. I just really don't. So anyway, happy to help anybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, not if you scream at us. Like, and I don't even care if you scream at me. You can call scream at me. I could take it. I might even still help you. But if you scream at one of the team members, we're done. I like that you're a little southern drawl in there. Yeah. We're done. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like uh it's kind of like if you if you do anything like that to my family, we're done and I might hurt you. How's that for an ending I've, to a I've podcast? I've seen that side. I've seen that side of you. You protect your family. I've seen that. So, folks, I guess the moral of the story here is be kind. For hell's sake, it's December. You're supposed yeah. to be kind anyway. It's the Christmas season, right? Just be kind to people. Do it all year round. It really does make a difference. Uh, you'll you'll live get a longer. lot more. you get a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and you'll just be a nicer, happier person <laughs> if you just are nice to people. And real estate rocks. In spite of the turbulence, it rocks. You know, I get here's the other thing. The people that got pissed off yeah. got exactly what they were. <laughs> yeah, it was on the pro forma. Everything was they exactly, got exactly yeah. what they were promised. 
they were upset because they didn't get more, which yeah. I guess is another thing. Don't be greedy, people. Yeah, true. There's another, another lesson. Take it if it's there. If the government will give it to you, great. You know, yes. I guess, you know, great. Take it while you can get it. For certain, don't pay mm-hmm. for an if come, maybe. Because like in Kansas City, it could go away overnight. Anyway, that's enough. We're flogging the dead horse now, Heather. I <laughs> just be nice to people, especially property managers. They're the ones who get your money for you for crying out loud. Yes. Don't be mean to them. And I would add that things will go wrong. Just expect it. Expect that things will go wrong because then things go wrong. You're not nearly as upset or irate about it. You're going to get a bill that you didn't expect. It happens to me. I'm sure it's happened to you, Ron. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm contemplating whether or not I should discuss something that has happened that is, was wrong to me. Oh. I think mm-hmm. here's the thing, Heather. I think because people, because we're on here. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about real estate and how wonderful it is all the time. People don't think things bad happen to us. I guess if you haven't been listening to the show for that long, you probably think everything is awesome. Yeah. For Heather and I, right? That's probably because you missed the fire episode at one of my apartments when I didn't have insurance. Yeah. And that's a whole other, you should go look that episode up. It's actually, I think, two episodes. <laughs> that's is. how big of a problem it was. <laughs> things happen to everyone who own real estate. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say one more thing, because there is a point at which you have to protect yourself. There is. And that is when someone, when you can clearly document that someone has has done something in a fraudulent manner. Not because you think so. Not because you've... Putting pieces together of a puzzle and making an assumption is different than actual documentation. Yeah. Right. Now, once somebody has breached your trust to the point where there's actually been documented or admitted fraud, it's time to protect yourself. Not maliciously. I don't think you should ever go after somebody just to make them hurt. But you do have to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're a business owner, you have to protect your clients and anyone else that's in your family, anybody else who's involved. And that's happened to me recently. Right. I mean, I I tell you all the time that people who you know, who you will probably have heard their names, big people in the business, also get into trouble. Most of those people handle that trouble without a bunch of ego. They handle that trouble by by just explaining to their investors and to everybody else, hey, this didn't go well. Here's what I'm doing to solve it. And you know what? If you're in a situation where you owe people money and you can't pay it, it's best to call them. It's best to let them know. And it's best to be completely transparent and honest. Because if you're not, those people are left to make their own assumptions about what's going on. If you're invested in syndications or other deals that right now, because the real estate market might be, I don't know, on the razor's edge of going good or bad. You need to keep that in mind. If they're communicating with you, if they're keeping you informed what's happening, everything should be fine and everybody should should remain chill. The one that's happened to me recently where I have money and some other people I know have money, that is not what happened. That is not what happened. What happened was they took money from us and put it into other ventures that were also going bad. They were robbing Peter to pay Paul. It took a while for us to figure that out, but we figured it out. 
And then this gentleman admitted it to some of us. And I think he just didn't realize that all of us knew each other, which is a bad thing, right? And so now all of us have attorneys. And instead of him just saying, hey, this isn't going well, guys, this is what needs to happen. I've got all these other properties that are also sucking money away from me. And because of all of that, I can't finish this project. I'm going to take your money and I'm going to put it over here in these other ones. We would have gone, nah, appreciate if you didn't do that. And how about if we just finish this one and make this one make money? Yeah. Right. We would have all known at least at that point. Mm -hmm. What happens when people get into problems like that and they don't communicate, ego gets involved and things don't go well. And I hope that this guy gets himself out of trouble without, you know, litigation and everybody spending a bunch of money. I really do. Because I think that the trouble that he got himself into was, I don't think he meant for it to happen. I think he's a uh, super optimistic guy that just got out of, I think it, things just got out of control. But at some point, you got to stop and you just got to tell people what the hell happened, right? Yeah. That's all you got to do. So if if you're out there and you're in a similar situation, whether you're, you know, some big public figure or not is irrelevant. You have to tell people what's happening so that they understand. It's critical. If you can't pay your credit card, call the credit card company and tell them why. Otherwise, they're not going to try to help you. And they'll assume. Your company, same thing. Everybody. Mm -hmm. And watch your money, folks. Watch your investments. Because right now, there are people who are having problems. There are more than you probably know and they're having problems and watch for the warning signs of that maybe we'll do an episode on that heather it's probably a timely one but it's happening in the market guys it happens to everybody yeah so you can be a complete jerk about stuff on the front side when things don't go right or you can be patient and learn the truth and then at that point you can protect yourself but i don't have any ill will towards this guy i don't i hope everything works out great for him and i, th I hope his other properties start to perform well I hope everything goes well for everybody involved. But if it doesn't, at some point, you do have to protect yourself. Good ending. But get to that place before you start throwing attorney around. Yes. And right after you close a property because you didn't get your first rent check, that's, that's not the time for attorney. That's not the right time. <laughs> that's not the right time. Yes. All right. I don't know if that was helpful. If it was helpful, reach out. I'm, I'm happy to... I mean, Heather and I could do another episode about the warning signs of when things could go wrong if you've got money sitting in a syndication somewhere because they are struggling right now. A lot of them. Yeah. So. Good point. Be kind and this protect like yourself if you need episode. to. That was good. No, I think, Heather. I think it was mostly about being kind. Like yeah. the reality of, of human nature and being happier if you treat each other kind. For me, it was pretty upbeat, Ron, but... I, it's Debbie Downer for me because I'm just talking about a bunch feeling, of money. It's yeah. sitting, in a, it's sitting in, a, in a deal over there. Yes. <laughs> potentially going to lose all of it. You're feeling that, yes. But, but the only reason I told you guys that is because I want you to understand that this stuff doesn't just happen to you. It happens to everybody. So it's what you do after that, right? You get hit. What are you going to do? You can give up. You're not going to not keep investing. I, not me. I'm certainly not going to no. do that. I'm going to learn from it, though. Yep. And I'm going to move forward. I mean, I guess the good news is that Heather and I get to come on here and share things that we've learned so you guys don't have to do the same stuff. That's right. right. That's right. The stuff's going to go wrong. I have three properties that are negative this year, just for like adding my little plug. Nothing as serious as what you're dealing with right now, Ron, but it's it's been totally, it's been a little stressful. 
for me because mm-hmm. I I have a plan and it's not working according to my plan. But I had a client email me this week and said, yeah, Heather, you're probably able to, you've probably replaced all your income by now. And I'm like, well, not exactly. <laughs> yeah, unless people don't pay me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's tricky when people don't pay you. So. Yep, yep. So it happens to everybody, guys. It happens to us. Well, yep. I don't get any special treatment from the property management companies. I and, don't. I mean, it's just like, it is what it is. I get the same price everybody else does on property, property management fees. Yep. I pick sometimes for everybody else, but that's about it. So. All right. Now, that's my book. Somebody else beat me to the book. Don't, don't be a jerk. That's not what it, <laughs> that's not really what it's called, but every page it says that it's, it's a pretty good reminder. Just every day read a page. Oh, don't be a jerk. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm not supposed to be a jerk today. (laughs) All right. On that happy note, everybody, be kind. (laughs) It's Christmas. Be kind. Be overkind, actually. Get out there and make something happen. Be generous. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.